That's how it is. I get it because like with you, if it looks like an asshole, talks like an asshole, acts like an asshole, <laughs> it's an asshole. <laughs> the movies of the 80s and 90s did you enjoy the search for the perfect rental on the new release wall were you nervous about late fees and forgetting to rewind then you are in the right place welcome to mike and anthony soda pop culture club me mike along with my co-host antoine 50 bucks grandpa for 75 the wife can watch that's disgusting we bring our take on tv movies and all pop culture from the 80s 90s and beyond if you want all things soda pop culture club go to SodaPopCultureClub.com. There you can see our episode schedule. Contact us and make movie suggestions. We also encourage you to become a subscriber or follow the podcast on whatever platform you may have found us on. And please share with your friends so they too can coalesce in the movies of the past. Additionally, it would be super awesome if you follow our Instagram at Mike and Anthony, plus don't forget to rate the show on Apple podcasts and leave us some comments as well. Cause that helps us grow too. All right. Anything I missed in there? No, th- except for lit. Thank you for not saying that this time. I appreciate it. Yeah. This is that, that intro was lit, bro. So lit. It was lit. This podcast is going to slap. That's what they say. Wow. You know, do you know the terms? You don't know the terms these days? Uh, I know the term slap, but it's usually in reference to something else, I thought. What I do to you, first like, time, first thing I see you? No, what you, what you did to yourself <laughs> twice already before we started recording in your basement? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Slapping the bass. <laughs> Slapping the bass. Slapping the bass. Okay, in so. In your case, the little smoky. <laughs> Yeah, a little smoky. I like I like little smokies. You eat those with the little bacon wrapped around them? No, I make <laughs> pigs in a blanket with them. Oh, that's tasty too. If, will is. you make those for me if you come over? You've had my pigs in a blanket. They're awesome. Yes, yes, yes. I know what I'm doing. So, um, you think you know what you're doing. Did you want to um, tell people what we're doing today? Oh. They probably know, but you can tell them. They know, but I would love to anyways. Because this is the 1990 classic that... In the dictionary, beside the word rom-com, is a picture of this movie. Or at least there should be. Because I don't know if another film defines rom-com better than this. Hookers need love, too. Richard Gere, Julia Roberts, and some other people, but mainly Richard Gere and Julia Roberts. Pretty woman. I feel like we should have an applause track for that. It's like it's Pretty Woman. We should have an applause Yay! You want me to find it? Do you want me to be be that generic? And put an applause track in for that. Yes, we need some applause. In I our mean, lives. I could. I need applause. I don't get them. I'm just gonna clap. say. I need more that... clap. <laughs> you want more? You want more clap? You um, need more claps. So... I need more claps. Yes. 
this I want to say you left out to me two very important characters, uh, Jason Alexander, the people who were in this, and Hector Elizondo. Yes, Those I wasn't two... leaving them out. I know they they do help make the movie, but Richard Gere, Jordan, yeah, that's all you need to know. I agree. Did you know another thing is um, Hank Azaria was in this? Yes, as like a, that cop. That was his first speaking role in a movie. So interesting. Just the uh, you know this movie's pretty good, but you said you think it should be in the dictionary next to the definition rom com. You think it's a rom com as you think rom coms are? Uh, it's a romantic comedy. So yes, I don't know. I think it's more romantic than comedy. That's just my opinion. Oh, I think but, there's plenty hey. of comedy in this. Are you kidding me? I get. You know, you're right. When they find that one girl. In the dumpster, in the tourists from Orlando. Yeah. Are there? That's funny shit. That's funny shit, man. <laughs> that's just, oh gosh, that's, that's, that's awful. That's not as funny that as is you, so awful. you've got mail wondering if the guy's going to decapitate Meg Ryan when he meets her because we don't know yet. <laughs> we don't that's fucking know. Shit. <laughs> that's comedy. <laughs> it is. It is. So. Um, do you want to get into the part where you uh, guess some shit, man? Yeah, I would love to do that. Squishy squish. All right, so you know what a time it is. We're going to guess some budgets, some critics and audience scores. What is the budget for Pretty Woman? All right, so I don't know. Here's my thing. They had to rent a Lotus to drive around, unless it was like one of the producers owned it. Who knows? But also they saved somewhat because that one street did not have a street light. Lights would be good here. Yeah. So that saved some money. I don't know how, but I'm sure that saved money on the budget because they didn't have to put in a street light. <laughs> About $2 million. <laughs> Um. Okay. Uh. Let's see. Um. 1990, we've got, now, and this is the thing, we've got Richard Gere, Julia Roberts, this was her breakout. So, you know, they weren't paying her 20 million bucks a picture or anything like that. Um, 1990, I'm going to just guess, um, I really don't know, but 28 million. You are doubling it up. It's 14 million. Okay. Okay. So, makes me wonder if Richard Gere worked for points or something, because he was... Somewhat of a star. Yes. He'd somewhat. been in some movies. Uh, somewhat of a star. Yeah, I mean, but he wasn't, he was more stratosphere after this than he was before. You know, Maybe. he had American Gigolo Maybe. and okay, some he wasn't, other things. He wasn't fucking Brendan Fraser. I get it, but he was a pretty big star at the time. <laughs> was it, no, he wasn't Brendan Fraser. You got that. Uh, or Val Kilmer, for that matter. Um, Brendan's coming back. Did you watch that documentary about that? Yes. Is he? He's, he's did you watch Val? I watched Val, yes. That's sad. That's a good one. Okay, anyways, yeah, but it's it sad. is sad, but it's sad, but he makes it positive, so you can't take his tone from it. He does. I get it. Take his tone. Okay. Well, we'll talk. We can talk about that another time. Yeah, okay. But, um, but how much now? $14 million. Right. How much do you think it made in okay. the theater? Now, this movie was all over the fucking place. Like, this was huge. But I'm trying to... I got to convert it to $1990, so I'm trying to figure this out cuz I know it was huge. But again, it's not like 
what would be huge today is a billion dollars plus. So I know it wasn't that. Let's say, uh, God, I, don't, I really have no idea. $220 million. That is not even close. $463 okay. million. All right. And I was trying to do the conversion rate, but I'm awful. I didn't get it done by the time you're done. It, it's it's probably a billion-dollar movie almost when you it would be, I would put think, it. Yeah. Either way, that's, that's some profit. Could you see a, a movie now being made that's not Marvel or anything doing like this? Blair Witch. No, 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 no. I'm talking now. I'm talking within the last 10 years. Do you think a a movie that's made like this without a franchise, hopeful, not, you know, could it make a billion dollars or what would be considered? A billion? No. But I mean, 600 million, let's say 600 million, 600 million, a a budget, $50 million budget. Yes, you can. Definitely. I think you're. Is it likely anytime soon? Here's the thing. Is it likely anytime soon? No. Just because we are in the midst of this Marvel universe of the big budget, like all this stuff they're churning out. So that's that's why. You know, when the landscape changes, which it always does and it always will. Yeah, we will have more of those here and there. Something for 50 million that can make half a billion dollars. Yes, I do think so. I'm going to say that there's really... a reason why we focus on movies mostly before the 2000s because it's different. There's, it's a golden age, and I think yes. we've gotten out of it, Definitely. in my opinion. That's what I'm saying. It'll shift back. I mean. I hope. I pray. I mean, when you think about it, this movie, a When Harry Met Sally, um, not too long after this, you had Pulp Fiction, um, Rain Man. Think of all the high-quality movies that are not franchise products that i don't know that we'll get that kind of you know at one after another you know classics like we did before i think we're gonna have to fall in love with superheroes so it comes down to now it'll change hopefully 20 years from now we'll be talking about that we get those movies here and there we'll be talking about thanos it just depends on what else is out at the time yeah i hope you name one i will tell you right now too though don't tell me that fish movie here's the thing um, I think that it's almost more likely because once every now that we're opening back up as a world, our sphincters are relaxing a little bit. Mm-hmm. You're going to have more people yeah. wanting to go to the movies and they'll see fucking anything just to go to the movies. So you could have something like that that catches at the right time. All right. All right. I yeah. just I just went to the movies here. And uh, just Peter, to tell you, this, this shows you how. Too far ahead we do these Peter you know, no with the far ahead we do these uh, this last weekend i went on uh, the opening weekend of the movie musical dear evan hansen i saw the musical stage musical there's a little differences but i thought it was excellent and it's a movie that should make a lot of money but it right. won't because of the pandemic i think that's right. why just my opinion well that's how it is anyways let's get on i think yeah, go ahead. We, we will officially know that the pandemic is over when top gun 2 hits theaters i think that's really our benchmark at this point mm-hmm because that's what they keep pushing it back well i mean can you have a movie this is gonna be telling can you have a movie 30 years in the making that actually gets pushed back 30 years to its release date because that's where it's fucking headed right now yeah i mean and when that hits the theaters it's kind of like what um i we know we did the fast fear and furious right and f9 i think it hit that bubble of when we were at the best we were during this pandemic the least amount of cases perfectly and I think that's 
where these other movies may have missed time to had they hit that same bubble, they probably could have gone out and made money. I'm not going to say they make a billion because I don't think it's only made over, set between seven and eight hundred million. Still a lot of money for a two hundred million budget. So yeah, I'm thinking if they could have hit that bubble like them, but who knows? Maybe that bubble won't be till next summer, which is what everybody's hoping with Batman and all these other movies coming out. Yeah, we'll so. see. Anyway, let's get back to Pretty Woman. Yeah, let's do the movie and we're actually talk talking about, about now. The... Now, here's where it'll be fun. What do you think the critics thought of this movie? I'm just going to tell you right now. I'm just, I'm going to will this to happen. I don't know what the scores are. I'm going to say the audience has to be in the 90s. Yeah. It fucking has to be. The critics. But I'm not I asking you the audience. I, I know. <laughs> I know. I'm just telling you this is what I'm, this is just my overall train of thought here. I'm explaining it to you. So shut up and listen for a second. So let me talk a little bit. All right. I think it's got to be in the okay. 90s for the audience. The critics, I would hope, is close to that, but they're critics and sometimes they're dicks. That's critics and dicks. They both have icks, whatever the hell that means. <laughs> um, <laughs> I will say uh, 88%. You would be wrong. Oh, this, remember, this is on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. The aggregate score of all the critics is 64. Are you shitting me? I will confirm my findings one more Damn time. Damn it. Um I 64 I mean but I don't um, unless I was looking at the wrong movie when I did it I guess I could that's check possible. it just to make sure I'm not crazy. That's possible. Double check that because that no, no, that's correct. No, that's right. I've double checked it cuz it even surprises me to read it again, but it's true. <laughs> That's 64. I will tell you, you know, on this show, there's been a couple of times like you've actually blown my mind with info. That's one of them. Like my mind is fucking blown that it's 64% by the critics, but whatever. All right. Audience. Let's do the audience. Okay. Audience. Now hit me with that one. 92. I'm going to just, I don't know if you can see that it's backwards, you but it's kidding me? 68%. Wait. Yeah. What the hell world are we living in? It's 68. <laughs> I don't know. That's why I was fucking amazed, man. I was like, oh, shit. I thought people loved this. Thing. <laughs> this is a shitty movie. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You have it right there. And a little fun fact. Do you want to know something? A fun fact about that since you just showed me. He showed me the, you know, when you buy the CD or the DVD or you buy bought the VHS back in the day. You saw uh, Richard Gere and Julie Roberts back to back and her in that hot little number. Well, yes. it's actually not her in that hot little number. It was a body double and they superimposed her head over hers. I did know that. That's just weird, though. So there you go. Why? But yeah, so yeah, people, I mean. Uh, was it because she was too tall or what? Uh, No, it was because she, she wasn't. You don't see her body that much in the movie. It's her body double. Um, that's why when she wakes up at the beginning of the movie, you see the body, but you don't see her head because it's buried under the pillow, you know, because it's not her. It's so, her body double. Is that why in the picture on the cover, she's holding his tie, like almost like she's cutting her own head off across her shoulder. So that way they could superimpose the head. Better? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably. And that outfit is never worn in the movie. The actual outfit that looks like that is blue. Yes. Um, and the not, hair is not blonde. So, anyways, correct. She doesn't use her real hair. You were right. But I will just You're say right. that is still everybody. Anybody listening? That's still a good Halloween costume. Feel free to rock it. It is. But if you want to, but if you want to be accurate, 
Get it in blue. Get it in blue. Right? That's all we're saying. Get it in blue. All right. So are you ready for some... I'm going to give you this. Peter, it's a positive and a negative review, of course. I have Peter Travers of the Rolling Stone. He says, the Roberts smile, full-lipped, a mile wide and gleaming, is the closest the movies have yet come to capturing sunshine. Sunshine. Such dazzle should not be taken lightly. So he just liked her smile. Um, I don't know if he's trying to get an interview with her or something. <laughs> but uh, Jonathan Rosenbaum of the Chicago Reader, he says, he pays her $3,000 and they fall in love. Ain't Hollywood grand. <laughs> I would say ain't Hollywood three grand, three grand, but hey, what do I know? <laughs> it's not just a grand. So yeah, people loved it. People hated it, but it seems like it's not as... Beloved as you and I might think, but we know it is. So I don't understand. Like you said, I don't understand. We beloved it. We so, a lot of people love this movie. Beloved, so I be loving it. Are you ready? Are you ready to do this, man? Let's go. Edward Lewis, a high-powered corporate raider from New York, buys and dismantles struggling companies, selling off the assets for profit. He wants his girlfriend to accompany him during a business trip, but fed up with being his beckoned call girl she ends their relationship edward takes his lawyer's lotus sports car and, and accidentally ends up on hollywood boulevard in the city's red light district there he encounters prostitute vivian ward as he is having difficulties driving a manual transmission car he pays vivian to drive him back to his hotel edward then impulsively hires her for the night and despite some awkwardness finds her charming and gets on well with her the next day he asks vivian to play his girlfriend that week at a series of business events he attends while attempting to take over shipbuilder James Morse company. Edward offers Vivian 3000 for six days and a new wardrobe. Vivian accepts. Ex- excitedly accepts. Pardon me. Yes. Almost drowns accepts. in bubbles. Accepting. Almost. Holy shit. <laughs> That's what you say. You, <laughs> know, you know, in negotiation, you know, I've I, in a negotiation, if you act too excited to the offer, that's not a good sign. You you're, you're you're in a weak position, and she was a little weak at that point. No, she wasn't. She negotiated up to that point. Once she was accepting three thousand, is when she started chugging Mister Bubbles. But what we learned right after that is he would have accepted four. No, he would have paid four. She would have taken two. He would have paid four. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. So, but. So well, got I guess it all ended clothes. up where it should. So think about that. 3000 plus a whole new wardrobe, which on Rodeo Drive, that shit ain't cheap. Rodeo Drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why is it everywhere else it's Rodeo and there it's Rodeo? What the fuck is that? Because it's a bunch of pretentious fucks. That's why. Yeah. I would agree. I would agree. Um, why so- it's, some people it's Target, some people it's Target. Some people it's Tarjay. That is Tarjay. Some, some people it's J.C. Penney. That's why. It depends on how I've never heard anybody call it Penney. <laughs> I've heard it called Pennies. I've heard it called Pennies, but not without the J.C. J.C. Penney. Well, I, I have. Yeah. <laughs> it was a joke. It was, it was on a so, TV show or something. Somebody's like, asked, uh, is that Carl Kanai? His shirt? He's like, no, J.C. Penney. That's where I heard it. <laughs> Um, so did you, did you enjoy, um, the, how this movie opens when you see Edward, do you think he's an asshole? Really? I, he's an asshole throughout the movie. Pretty much. (laughs) He is. 
He's not like, but he, you know, but he, he, he is an asshole, but most people are. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but in the beginning, I think we might've learned that he's bad at relationships, obviously. Yes. I mean, he can't, that's kind of what we kind of learn. Um, you know, it, it, but I just don't know if he's a good guy. That's why it was so weird. Um, how he ends up being a good guy in the end. I don't but know. But the he's opening, a, I, I guess mean, you got to grow. The opening of the movie to me it opens when he's driving down the hill with Go West playing. So you're saying all that other shit that happened, like it kind of was just filler, like her waking up and seeing the rent money shit. Um, you know, seeing like like you learn her, she has a struggle, and I think we had yep. they wanted to show that. Yeah, and they show him his struggle is I can't get my girlfriend to L.A. from New York because I guess she doesn't be my beck and call girl. I don't know. I I don't know. He doesn't want. She doesn't want to be his. Like, who's his girlfriend? What's his girlfriend do? If she doesn't have a job or anything, what else does she have to do? Is my question. Like, like when you think about oh, that, she's if you're in a relationship a and you're okay. with somebody, you know, I'm sure she does. She's probably. This is like back then. She would be what we have on Real Wives of Orange County. She's an interior fucking decorator or some shit like that. And self-important, yeah, a little bit self-important. Real and, estate, and, and you know, probably finds a yeah. Just because she knows people, they pay her to do shit. That's how it works in Hollywood. Did, did he have to give her money when they broke up? You think the palimony? You've heard of that palimony? Yes, and I don't know. I doubt it. I don't. Think yeah, so. that's a thing. You know what? I think he did. I think he bought her fucking company, broke it into pieces, and sold it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He fucked her company up. Yeah. You're right about that. Anthony, if you were destitute, why would you, I mean, would you ever hook to get out of that situation? Would you, if, if the opportunity came to you, would you let Kit set you up with, you know, a wardrobe and show you your, where your stars are on Hollywood Boulevard? And, and would you work that, that, that turf to get back on your feet? Would you do it? Am I, hold on, in this hypothetical situation, <clears throat> am I a female prostitute or a male prostitute? Because that kind of makes a difference. You're you, buddy. You're I'm you. Me. Okay. You're you're rocking you. So I'm, I, then I would say no, because I don't think I'd make any money because dudes out there hooking, I don't think that really works. Well, I mean, what if you cross dress or something? Flag you might down, the right kind of I'm trying to flag down girls in a lotus. Yeah. i don't think that works so no i think i'd have to just strictly go to panhandling that's it or yeah i'd sell fake gucci bags on the side of the road fake fake gucci bags (laughs) i just wonder i don't think i would have ever done that either oh you're right though if you're a hot female i don't know see the thing is is when we learn about her is she's like from atlanta or something like that or georgia she doesn't seem like a dumb person in right. general, but she, she said, never finished high school. She got pretty good grades while she was there. She said. Yeah. Yeah. So she doesn't seem like she has a lot of um, like, it seems like she has a manufactured bad history. It's like, yeah. And, but what brought her there? You know, I like the whole thing is like, I don't understand what, what, why does she end up there? Right. But she seems like she would be the type of person who would go out there and make things happen for herself. It, that's what I get from her. Or was, or maybe that's him, his his thing that came, rubs off on her, I guess, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I think she was 
in the car ride, you know, see, I, well, I think part of it is like, she, I don't think she's been doing this very long. Right. Does it seem like that? No. Well, well, you see, well, here's the thing later on in the movie, we're, we're jumping ahead. She says the first time I cried. And after that, it got easier. Right. So she'd done it enough. Right. She's not a rookie, but how much of a veteran is she? I don't know. You know, that's I what I, how I, many, I, how many times do you do it before you're considered right, a, right. a hooker? Right. <laughs> Probably once. <laughs> because it's, you know, you've got, it's just, that's, that's, it, it's like, how much game experience do you need? Yeah. Or how many practices before you get into the game or how many games play till you're considered a savvy vet? She, I, she wasn't, well, obviously when they go out on the turf, the one lady says, oh, she's the new girl, but new to them. I don't know what that means. Is that new been there six months doing it? Right. New a, a year or is it new uh, two weeks ago? You know, right. but she seemed to, the way you know, she talked like, later, it seemed like she saying. had done it enough. I think she's done it some, but I don't think like she's got her union card yet or anything. I don't think she's qualified to, for that. I think, yeah. I think, and that's, I think it's got to be in that in between area where she's still not too accustomed to it. But she can get out of that lifestyle because Kit is a lost cause. I see. I see. She is. You're looking at more. Brilliant. I get it. I see you're looking at her as a wounded fawn that can be nursed back to health rather than a badger that's looking for honey in the holes. I get it. You think she's the broken thing that can be fixed. And I think that's more about you than it is about her, but that's okay. Okay. Yeah. Badger. I don't, I mean, I think everyone can be better and I go into that later on in the movie or later on. So we'll talk about that later. Um, what did you think about the uh, the flossing scene? The <laughs> <laughs> get out of here, get out of here! All those strawberries, I love it. Seeds. You shouldn't neglect your gums. I, I think yeah, I, I love it. The because, hooker with uh, the heart of gold. That's this is that story. No, this is the hooker with the gold circle condom. That's different. That too. <laughs> that too. Which one do you want, buddy? Ain't nothing getting through this. Through this sucker. <laughs> Does she charge more if he grabs that one? That's what I want to know. Like, if you grab the better condom, or wouldn't you charge more if they grab the worst condom? You see what I, I mean? Like, say, you can charge less if they grab the most protective one because <laughs> they're doing you a favor. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But, but you're, but you're it's the most expensive one, so it's like I don't know. <laughs> I guess, like, oh man, I'm I'm thinking, why isn't that like your whole arsenal right there? Gold circle condoms. If those are the nothing's getting through that sucker. That's all I'd be carrying around. Don't give them these knockoff generic yeah. purple pink versions. The uh, the, ga- the, the gas look like gas station bathroom. condoms. Yes, <laughs> gas station condoms. Oh, now here's the thing. What was I going to say? Now I forget. Ah, my brain went on the wrong. Oh, the kiss scene. I did not realize that it was uh, the Prince Kiss song was this early in the movie. I forgot how oh. early it was. It was like right away. Yeah. Yes. I forgot that it was like right after the first night, which is pretty quick, in my opinion. Oh, you and thought, that's like you said, that's where she's taking. You thought what? it was too. You you thought it was too early for Prince. They should have held off, or what? Oh no no no! Okay, I'm just like <laughs> I was oh, saying. We can't have Prince. This I early thought it was later in the movie. I thought it. I thought it was after she had been there a couple of days. I didn't know it was like the next day. And I'm wondering, did she bring her headphones with her? Because I don't, you know. Did she have enough room in that bag? I, I'm not sure. 
It's Walkman's. Well, they were big, but not that. I mean, she had a good size purse. As I've said, okay, okay. Well, <laughs> all right, all right. I don't know. She could probably fit it in her boots. You don't have to talk. Those boots could carry some luggage. Those thigh high yeah. boots. Those, yeah, those. I I don't know. I'm not into those boots. Like I don't. I, why do do men? Do, are there men who actually like those? Because I just not, that doesn't do anything for me. Tall ass boots. Yeah. Yeah, I don't or is know. it more about how it makes the woman feel wearing them than it is about the guy? That's what I always wonder. I don't know. I'm staring at him on the someone needs to answer that the movie cover right now, and I'm just like, you're just, you're just sort of longingly like, looking at him. No, I'm I don't like, know. Does this maybe they are nice? <laughs> maybe with a different oh. outfit. I don't know. Oh, but hey, I'm just gonna say this for three thousand dollars. For a week is a beck is she wor- is that worth it for a beck and call girl that's Julia Roberts that's all I gotta ask yes Julia Roberts okay okay <laughs> and the boots you love remember the game yeah. movie too where she's coloring it back in with black magic marker the scuffs on the back on the heels yeah. yes 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 so those boots hey have, you gotta do what you gotta do it's those boots have done some walking it, you know what that reminds me of it's like there's people you know a lot of us don't have a lot of money in this world and. Sometimes you put on an outfit and it's your best outfit, but you know, it's not Brooks brothers or uh, Armani. Right. Right. And so when, when you get, it's like from a distance, it looks, all that looks nice. And then as you get closer, like, Oh, I can start seeing that it's not that. And it's kind of not as good high quality. It's a full on Monet. It brings you into focus more. It's a full on. Yeah. 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 It's a Monet situation. But it, but it, it's, but a lot of times it can embarrass the person who's wearing it. Like that someone could put them down just by their look. Anyways, just my point. Some okay. people feel cheaper in the presence of people who want something more expensive. Um. All right. So now Vivian attempts to go shopping on Rodeo Drive. She is turned away by the rude, snobbish saleswoman bitch, and turns to Barney, the hotel's manager, for help. He teaches her proper etiquette and arranges for her to buy a cocktail dress for an important business dinner that evening. Edward is impressed by Vivian's transformation and opens up to her, revealing details about his personal and business life, including his turbulent relationship with his late father. So Vivian turned yes. away, turned away at the door almost trying to just trying to buy a dress. Yeah. And this is the first of the one of the more memorable scenes, right? The the first time she goes in and they're like, no, I won't sell you anything. Right. Um, and but don't what I, what's good about this. You don't belong here. You know, and that's one of those things. I, I'm i actually not upset with the salespeople. And I'll tell you why. If you're in sales, the last thing you want to do is, you know, there's a typical clientele you have. And you know that generally when someone comes in, who's a serious buyer and who's not. And if you have serious buyers who are coming in all the time that won't come in because that person's there, that can hurt your business. That can hurt you. So I get it as a salesperson why you would be like, I don't want to deal with this person. I mean, maybe they could come up with the $2,000 to buy this one dress, but the time I'm going to spend with them, there's the person who might come here all the time who's my who's my my, uh, cat, my cash cow. It might go away angry that I'm helping this prostitute or lady that looks like a prostitute. They don't know who she is, but you know what I'm saying? Like, the, I get it. I kind of empathize with the salespeople in this scenario. Now that I'm older, I understand why they would be that way. Now that they have to be the way they were now doing it. Say, yeah, I don't no. even, yeah. I think you're reaching there because you're really reaching there. They were snooty bitches. What? 
that's all that was. They well, you they us, but get out of our if, store. See that you're re- see you're reading into what they're saying. The way they were saying it is wrong, but what they meant, like if they as salespeople, I understand more. Okay, well that makes you a bad person, but that's okay. No, it would. They have a certain clientele that comes in there, and if they've got a street walker rocking around trying to buy things, people might walk in and just walk right back out. That are real people who buy all the time. I, I, I get it, man. It's just, it's, it's being a dick, but you know, it's because that's your livelihood, and sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Now, you know, could they have been nicer about it? Say, I, I'm sorry, miss. You know, unfortunately, we can't help you today. That's such a, you could say it nicer, you know. You can refuse service. That's a, you know. That's you're allowed to. It's a private business. Really? So what if she went yeah. in there but she had a mask on? Is that okay? They give her service then. Well, now it would be because of the COVID situation. I think that'd be a good idea. But you could still see how trashy she was by her outfit, though. <laughs> Let's move on because this you don't. You don't like it, but here's the thing. What I love about it, I don't care. Do you know what 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 I love about it though is that it gives us what we do love, and that's and that's uh, Hector Elizondo is Barney. Um, He's just excellent. I mean that he's the man. Yeah. Now, here's the other thing. If the mm -hmm. and you're, I'm assuming his niece. (laughs) Yes, of course. Uh, do you have any other uncles? <laughs> no, you know, well, the thing is, and later on, she even says that we live in the real world, Barney, but you know, it's because he does live in the real world. Why he caters to these rich people. He, he understand what goes on and he's not an idiot. Um, and he's tries to be as accommodating as he can. He's pretty cool. He's, 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 he's just a good stuff. guy. He's seen some stuff. He's seen some shit. That's he right. Has. He's seen some shit. He is the uh, eyes and ears now, of that my, institution. That's the prince of, that's the janitor of. I know, but that's <laughs> Barney <Club>. too. That's oh. <laughs> pretty much Barney. This, uh, she, you know, I think she'd have had a better time at the shop though. Cause I say it on my notes here. If she'd have came in there with her money a little tidier and in a bankroll so she could say, Hey, I'm serious and could have pulled it out. But instead she had it in a sweaty wad of cash in a, because remember, when she's a Barney. She pulls out a big right. ball of money. Well, she didn't show the I mean, money there. She just said, I got money to spend here. And they didn't want any of it because they, they were like you. Assholes. They were like you. Get out of my <laughs> Yeah, store. yeah, yeah. Because they wanted to make sure a serious buyer was there, not some person they've never seen before and looks like a hooker. I get it. Yeah. Stop. Just stop. But when she comes back, though, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is, um, that's the, uh, big mistake. Huge. It was, uh, you know, that, that was great. I I like that. And, and he's like, nope, don't suck up to me. Suck up to her. You know, you know, when they go out hold on, I gotta go back to this. I can't let it go. You also realize you're also the kind of person working somewhere that would refuse service to somebody that looks poor and is actually a fucking millionaire, but doesn't want to flaunt it. That would be repeat business over and over for you, but they won't come back to your store because you turned them away. Or did I tell you the best level of service based on how they look? Do you know what? 
99% of the time, 99.9% of the time, if it looks like a duck, walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it's a duck. So if you tell me that 99.9% of the time I'm right, and there's that one person I may offend, so be it. Wow. Because I don't make money from that 0.1%. I make it from the others. That's how it is. I get it. Because, like, with you, if it looks like an asshole, talks like an asshole, acts like an asshole, <laughs> it's an asshole. So, you know, that, right. that does make sense. Okay. Now, I want to get to something. Before they went on the shopping, the, I call them the vindicated shopping scenes where she gets vindicated. Yep. Um, they have sex on that piano. He has everybody leave. Does Barney get angry at this? Because I know he's his highest most profile client like he no. pays the most money right but sex on the 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 great the grand piano in the ballroom seems a little excessive that's all I'm saying yeah that's fine Let's yeah see. it's a hotel yeah you gotta you gotta pretty much you know you always gotta imagine that any hotel you ever go to every inch of that building has been fucked on or against okay just oh no just go in thinking that but Things but have happened. How do I eat? Done. People have blown snot rockets on the carpet. Whatever. Hotel <laughs> is a germ fest. Let's just be honest with ourselves, okay? You just know that, all right? You go stay in a room. Yeah. There's a good chance that 14 or more porn scenes have been filmed in that room, probably. Okay? Shit happened. Low budget. Yeah, I mean, yeah. With a handicam. But, hey, hotels, stuff happens. Oh gosh, man! Don't do that. don't say those things. It does. Oh yeah. Well, that's that's just disgusting. I'm just well, saying. I'm just saying it does. You know this. It's like if you visit, a, yeah. You know, if you go to an uh, assisted living facility, have you ever gone to one to like visit a relative or anything? Yeah. Okay, I guarantee I've you. Been there. I've never every done. step you take in that facility has been pissed on by a geriatric. Every single square inch of the floor. Don't, you don't say it. Pits. You have walked on floors, have been pissed on. Golden showers everywhere. Okay. I'm just saying, okay? Golden showers delight. Okay. I mean, I'm okay, just let's you, move you on from your golden stuff, shower. Okay? This is all, everything is tainted and dirty when you go to places that... Think about your own house. Whoever lived there before, what they did, where they did it. How about that? I don't ask those questions. Do you? You could be sitting right now in the spot in your basement. There could have been a goddamn gangbang right there involving animals. <laughs> you are awful. You think the worst because you are a, just, a clean freak. I get it. You, you know, gotta assume just, everybody's dicks touched everything. This is reality. <laughs> I'm not I'm dicks, asses, everything. It's been touched. Okay. I'll tell you right now, you don't want this is your sick fetish anyway. Somebody could have been sitting right there in that spot, you, the previous whatever male lived there with peanut butter on his balls and Lassie licking it off. Right no, there. No, 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 no. Right there where you're sitting. No. <laughs> no. So I wanna I wanna move on to the movie again because okay. ball licking is not in the movie. Although she, earlier it's in the probably, movie in the I Lotus, she is. does grab his genitals. Yeah, I bet it she is. She does grab his I'm genitals sure in there the was Lotus. Ball licking during that week. She said, "Oh, she, maybe she does everything except <laughs> hits on the mouth." And he paid three grand, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, which tells me, I'm telling you, she'd done it long enough. She'd done everything. 
Um, I, I like how Larry Miller shows up in this as the store clerk guy, the one that does the sucking up, the same yeah. guy who played the Dean and the um, uh, Necessary Roughness. That dad. guy is a great character. He's also I the father. Tell me and, about you, the dad. Yeah, so he just plays those good roles, man. He's a good tourist in a movie. Not getting jiggy with great, some boy. I don't care things. how dope his ride is. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hey, man, he hit the he hit the nomenclature right you back know for that Dawson time. Dawson River kids sneaking in and out of each other's bedrooms. Dawson Rivers kids, <laughs> you know every. So we're not doing that movie. So yeah, yet not yet. Um, one of the worst. I didn't put it in my generic, but one of the worst things in this is Kenny G's music. When she puts it on and he comes back, it's like, why did we have yeah, to have that? That does not put you in the mood. Do you want to know who loves Kenny G? And every time I dog on him, gets really pissed off. Hmm. Your father-in-law. Really? Yeah. I was at, I was at, yeah. Every time I do, I'm like, oh, I said, this is elevator music, like Kenny G or something. He's like, don't put down Kenny G. <laughs> he gets Bunk? fucking defensive. Bunk? Yes. Loves Kenny oh, G. Yes, that dude. Oh, too Holy much, shit. buddy. Oh, I want, if we're ever all together again and you're sitting there, I want you to say, on the way here, it was a great ride, except for that fucking song by Kenny G. And I want to hear what he wow. says. Because he'll go fucking nuts on you. Man, that's. Like, whoa, that's the greatest. Why did you get pissy? <laughs> that's a mind fuck. I did not know that. We were at we were at trivia last week and I and they're playing something and it was elevator style music for a second. And I was like, oh, that's worse than Kenny G. <laughs> and he was like, oh, what the hell? He's like getting all angry at me. It's like, oh my god, Kenny G's one of the best selling artists of all time. He's like, he's great. Oh, yeah. I love that guy. Wow. Yeah, well, yeah. So, so yeah, if you ever want to lean down, what what's your point? You know, that's yeah, what, yeah. Don't, don't go back and up. Don't go back up with the best selling so and so of all time. That's not you know. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, you know uh, what's his name? John Tesh has sold a lot of albums. His exactly. Sucks. Yanni. <laughs> so Yanni sucks. Well, to me, I mean, I don't. We have an international audience. There might be some people out there who enjoy Yanni, but not me. Not me. I never really listened to Yanni. So, so saying. I I uh, live at Red Rocks. That was a big album. I mean, okay, yada, so I know. Uh, he does look like the six member. Yada 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 yada. He does look like the six member of Stillwater. No, he, he doesn't. He does actually. Yeah, he does. I know. He could be the keyboardist that they didn't have. Um, for sure, man. Hey, um, did you like uh, the polo match? Um, there's a lot of little good lines in there. Yeah. Um, like when they say when the the marry the the girls who've learned to marry, she's like, I'm not trying to land him. I'm just trying to have sex. I like that line. I'm just using him for sex. Yeah, yeah. And then and they asked him where he found her. Nine seven. What did he say? Babe, babe. Yeah. Um. But that's where we get the first sign of Philip, played by uh, Jason Alexander, um, getting a little jealous or angry that she's talking to the Morris guy because you know they did have that dinner and we didn't talk about it much at all. But they did have the dinner and, you know, she met them and, you know, so she would have had an acquaintance there. Like to me, she doesn't know many people in that world. It's not strange to me that she would talk to the only other person she's met, David yeah, Morris. He's not mad because like he's just jealous. Well, yeah, this true. is jealous. Jealousy kicking. This is jealous boyfriend stuff right here. Well, Edward was jealous. Philip was like angry because Good she's talking to the guy. enemy. He, he, yeah. Well, I don't know. Is he good looking? Would you go out with him? Yeah. I'd get the peanut butter out. 
You would? All right. He was a good-looking guy. What do you mean? Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm just saying. But the isn't son? this where he... Um... In that polo cost outfit? Yeah. Are you kidding? That was hot to trot. Yeah. So, um, I'm not into uh, that type of thing yet, but go ahead. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, and then, obviously, well done. Woo, woo, woo. Yeah, they're, they're, like I said, there's some good things in there. Um, I, I find it interesting. What's funny is anybody like 30 or younger that would watch that movie today has no idea what that means. Oh, the yeah, the ooh, Arsenio ooh, Hall ooh. thing. Yeah, nobody yeah. they would not know. They just think she's just being obnoxious. Yeah, literally, they would have no idea the significance of that scene. It it was a little bit of both. It was being obnoxious, but it also had a meaning, right? Like it. Right. It meant something more than it's just, just being obnoxious. Now they only get people, that part of it. That's what's funny. How many people could see that and just have to go right over their head? No clue. Yeah, yeah. When Edward's attorney, Philip, suspects Vivian is a corporate spire, spire, <laughs> spy, <laughs> Edward reveals how they met. Philip later crudely propositions Vivian for her services after Edward is finished with her. Vivian is hurt and furious at Edward for exposing her. Edward apologizes and realizes Vivian's straightforward personality is rubbing off on him. Edward takes Vivian by private jet to see La Traviata off. at the San Francisco. What? He's uh, rubbing off. see let me finish so he takes vivian by private jet to see la traviata at the san francisco opera the story of a prostitute who falls in love with a rich man moves vivian she later breaks her no kissing rule while having sex with edward after mistakenly believing edward's asleep vivian vivian admits she loves him okay first thing off i gotta say go ahead go ahead go ahead what were you gonna say first i was gonna say I don't care if she's a prostitute or not. Philip needs to know the guy code and it always applies just because he's paying for her. Doesn't mean he can move in on it until he says it's okay. And he's done with it. Well, that's how he propositioned for her. He propositioned her after you're done. You and Edward are done. So no, no, no. He needed to go to Edward and say, Hey, are you okay? If I take, uh, ask her for, you know, to be after you're done, because to me, really? Like if I was with the prostitute and you and I were there, I would expect I wouldn't want I would expect when I'm away not for you to go up to them and go hey next week can you be with me no I would expect you to go hey Mike um, next week I was thinking it's okay if I get her services because what if I want to extend my services out a week you need to follow the guy code it applies buddy it applies okay that's okay. all I'm saying couple things here <laughs> put the pause button on for a second all right any hooker you were with. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> no, thank you. I do not want to be Eskimo brothers, but that was the other thing I was going to bring up. Do you think Philip is just trying to move in on Vivian and be an asshole? Or do you think he just wants to be Edward's Eskimo brother? Cause he does kind of worship him. I think it's a little bit of both. <laughs> it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, you know, I want to be where he's been. I don't want to be where you've been. So let, again, that's, that's what I'm saying. You know, you keep your hooker as long as you want. And when you're done, that's How would fine. you feel if I, I did that to your hooker, your your hot piece that I don't, you're with? I'm not and, you know, a hooker. What you do well, on I your time know. on your own time is fine. I'm not getting a hooker. God, our wives don't listen. Yeah. To that. Um. But no. Uh. But it's I. I don't know. I mean, it's a prostitute. I don't want to say it. I'm sorry. That's but they are a prostitute. 
you're contributing to their business. You're giving them business. Yeah. Like, I mean, but, seriously. So like, no, like I can't go to your barber. No, no, that's not, this is a different type of relationship. <laughs> it's too personal. I'm not fucking my barber. So this is it. So what I'm thinking hey, is, barber relationships is, are personal. They're touching your hair, man. Do you just let people, random people to me, run their fingers through your hair? No, it's a personal relationship. They got their fingers all up in your shit, tweezing and cutting. But no, it's not the same thing. So and massaging. So Vivian, if here, here I got it for you. If Vivian wanted to um, work on his friends and client, uh, you know, to build up her clientele, I would expect her to ask him first. Say, hey, you know, while I'm here, I'm going to network a little bit. Is that okay with you? If he says no, then you back off. So I would expect the same courtesy from my friend like you, if you knew I was with this person and they're a hooker, I wouldn't expect you to go up to him and say, how much for me to fuck you right now or next week? I would expect you to say, hey, Mike, I'm thinking I want to hit that. Is it okay if I pay her and do that now or next week? I would just expect that. That's the guy code. It's just how it works. You telling me you wouldn't do that? You just do what you want? Well, this is hypothetical because they wouldn't be Literally. doing anything with hookers. But So you're saying she should have gone up to ask him, is it okay that I fill up my calendar for when you're done filling me? Yes, that's okay. exactly. I want to get filled by Philip on my full calendar. Yes, that's how that works. So anyways, but hey, that's that's done. I'm done talking to you about it because I can see you are you do not honor the code. <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm not honoring sad. the code of prostitution. You know, it, it's... It, you ever watched... The, I've told you about this. You ever watched the movie Pearl Harbor? No, not... I Yes, but... It's one of those. I it's never, the ultimate guy I code violation. I never in got my opinion. through it, so like start awesome. to finish, that I remember. Uh, well, if you ever watch it, you, it just you watch it. It's the ultimate me. guy code violation. Yeah, but she wasn't a prostitute. That is, I no, guess she wasn't. She was but it was your best friend's. But it was your best friend's wife. You are not the next guy to sleep with them if you never got permission prior. But it wasn't a That's hooker. How it is. I'm just saying, you still get permission. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Especially when you're still in your six days, you can't. That's not your place. You know, this isn't this isn't uh, this isn't a house. It's a person. I don't know how that works when it comes to prostitutes. It's I. It's different ball game. I get it, but remember, she's not really one. She hasn't been doing it that long. Remember, he hey he lent him his lotus. So <laughs> he let him borrow his lotus and almost tore the transmission out of it. True. So there you but, go. That is not that expensive of a car, and it's not the best supercar out there. So, anyways, it's a nice car, though. I saw one. You know, I went out to eat. Um, you know, I started just by saying I went to the movies. But we went out to eat down this little thing and nice expensive area. And a Lotus went by and parked on the side of the street and knew one, too. Yeah. It was pretty cherry. Pretty nice. Just going to say. Just going to say. going to say. That was no, an expensive meal. Expensive meal. Like, weird, like. Last couple of weeks, I've seen like two Lamborghinis and a fucking Ferrari around. Oh, wow. Like, shit. And I was just thinking, because like, I don't know if I've ever actually seen a Lamborghini on the road. I have. I haven't. I've seen, I have. yeah, I've seen, I've well, seen Mary, Ferraris. Did you know here? Other shit, but I'm like, I don't think I've ever actually seen somebody driving, just happening by driving a Lamborghini before. In in our town here, used to be one of the only four Lamborghini dealers in the United States. So people would take them for test drives. I did so, not know that. So you probably seen them at their yeah. Just 
I'm not, not actually going to buy them. They're just testing that. Them. Well, I've also seen, you know, I in Columbus, there's a lot of very wealthy people, especially in the area that I work. So I see a lot of cars. Sometimes they're Ferraris, Lamborghinis. I did Columbus. I just I, you yeah. name it. That's why I remember seeing a Ferrari. Yeah. Going to the zoo. I was going. Yeah, I've the- seen them all the time there. So, yeah. So anyways, I want to move yeah, on. Course, Get back of, to the movie. Enough about was, me. They're always middle-aged guys that have no business driving those type of cars and they look like assholes in it. Uh, you mean like uh, one of those blue, I call them blue hairs. The blue haired yeah. people. Yeah. 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 A blue hair that can't, his twitch reflexes aren't the same. So if he were to actually go the speed that thing could go. Yeah. They're dead. Around a tree. They're dead. Okay. So I just want to say when people put you down, you start to believe them. Anyways. That's a good line in this, just that I put out there. Um, now, they do, uh, he ends up whisking her away, like we said, to the Traviata. Yeah. Um, she almost peed her pants. And he calls off work and doesn't go into work. I, I think that was She's nice. Changing. She's changing him. I like, yeah. And and so they decide to go do that. But what he does before they go, she puts on that very expensive necklace that's like quarter million dollars. Yeah. And I like the scene where he makes it shut and all that. That was that lived. Do people? You did know that, yeah. right? Was that? Do you think people? Yes. Sorry. Yes, yeah, it's, it's. I didn't have it in there, but I knew that. Okay. Do you know that? Do you think people really get juice from wearing that expensive jewelry? Like, like, do they feel like something different? Yeah, I'm sure they do. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, like, uh, I mean, I feel nervous, not like excited. Like, like, I'd feel like, oh shit, someone might cut my head off to take it off or something. You know, like. Cause it's a quarter million dollars around my neck. I feel more nervous than excited. Like, like I wouldn't want to lose it. I mean, I guess he's rich. He can afford it. If he lost it, he's the one guy that could afford it. But you know, it's I, just, only a, it's I don't only, know if I get any juice from that. It's only a loner though. So it's still a lot yeah. of fucking money. Do you know what that made me? Well, he has that kind of money, but do you know what that made me think of though? When I was thinking of that, it made me think of that, that rapper who had that jewel in his head that got just got it taken out. Yes, of it. Like somebody out. just pulled the shit out. It's like fucking a. I, I don't. I was like, know, well, what do you think's gonna happen? I know. If you walk I around read that and I'm like, an eight million dollar stone. I'm not gonna feel bad for anybody that gets a fucking stone implanted in their head like they're a goddamn X Men. Anyways, don't I? I'm not yes. gonna ever feel bad for somebody <laughs> like that. Oh, did you see the one? And let too? people know what it's worth. The guy, the fucking, I think he's a rapper. He's got like chains gold chains or whatever implanted as hair in his fucking head. That's fucking weird. It's really weird. I'm like, that can't be comfortable. Someone go rip That's... his scalp. No shit. They will. I'm like, you better not be crowd surfing. I mean, that can't you. be comfortable. No, not at all. And it's like, cause it's long. So it's like having like dreads just made of chains. So it's like, how's that shit not smacking you in the eye and the face all the time? It has to be two chains, right? Because his name's chains. Come on, man. No, Make it two it's... chains. It's a bunch of fucking individual chains coming out no, of the fucking skull. No, the rapper two chains. Oh, I'm, two chains. I'm yeah. saying the rapper two chains. I'm like, it, that's the only dude who should do that. If because it, it's two chains, they should just have two chains. That's it. Don't it's, oh man, I, I'm fucking done with some of the shit people do anymore. I that's ugh, weird. Yeah, don't put don't put expensive stuff in your in your head. Like when um, you say, I mean, just if that guy happens to be listening. The dude with the little trinket shoved in his forehead. Vision? That's like, that's makeup and CGI, dude. Doesn't really have that in his 
fucking forehead. It's not real. It's not real. And it doesn't shoot lasers. And also, it makes it you a poser copycat wannabe anyways. Don't do oh, something. Yeah, you're, you're a copying. One. You're a poser. Now, Put it in your the, ear. The guy with the chains for hair, that's not a poser. That's just fucking stupid. That just sounds uncomfortable. Like you're like when right. you're sleeping, you'd rub on that pillow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so anyway. let's get back to this. So after they do their date, you know, they do the kissing on the lips and stuff. Um, I thought this is where I, I always find these, those are those awkward scenes. Those ones where you feel awkward for the individual where she says, I love you, but he, she thinks he's asleep, but he's not. I always feel that that's like that, that awkward, like, and it makes you feel nervous for what could happen to him. Did no, you have, do you have that feeling when you this, see that? This is, you've got mail. Remember when he yeah. finds out, it's like, he knows now. now he oh, power. The tables have turned. Yes. Power shift. Yes. The power shift in the relationship. So with his return to New York imminent, Edward offers to help Vivian get off the streets and suggest putting her up in a nice condo and giving her an allowance. So basically be her Hugh Hefner promising to visit regularly. Vivian is offered or is offended by the offers. Edward is still treating her like a prostitute and recalls a childhood fantasy being rescued from her abusive home by a knight on a white steed. Yeah. This is not much here, but I actually like his offer. I was thinking, how can you not want that? You have all the things you would want and none of the emotional bullshit. If you don't, didn't want that either. Well, yeah, I think it's a couple things. It's like, so then again, this is like, how often am I going to see you? So I'm just going to be sitting around doing nothing. You know, I've already, now she's got, she's already, had you his, could be, she's already, now listen, I know for you, you would love that. You just be their pretty little playmate playing NBA jam all fucking I'll be day. Playmate. NBA 2K, whatever. <laughs> all fucking day, all day. Um, But she's Her already day. been in that world and, She's already gone through enough bullshit dealing with these backward ass fucks. So it's kind of like, what you want me to yeah. hang out with these stiffs? But I think, but the thing is she could, uh, he's going to pay for everything. So you could go to school. You could better yourself. You could finish your high school. I think this is the white knight offer. She just wanted the whole apple. He gave her a bite and she's like, no, I want the whole fucking apple. And a bite was good. A bite was good. Yeah. I get it. I don't it. think she's being, she thought she's being treated like a prostitute. How many prostitutes get everything paid for them all the time? And you get put up in an apartment and he pays for your clothing. Like, I like that idea. Um, I was like, know, I, think I don't have to marry I think, him. I think more than you realize. That's why they, they're called sugar daddies. But I think it happens. More uh, yeah. than you it happens more than you realize. It's called sugar daddy. Cause it's sweet. Not because it's salty. It's not salty. Daddy. That's all I'm saying. All right. So now we, I'm just saying, would you out. want this? Would you want, if, if I could be your sugar daddy, would you why, take that why off? Why do you always, why, why just why? <laughs> I want to know if, if, if like, you know, no. you weren't married and I wasn't, and I was a Where? rich guy and we, and I know no sleeping with me just saying, Hey man. And you know, I really like you, like hanging out with you. What would it be if I just bought you this uh, a condo and just paid for your stuff? That's weird. No, that's really weird. You wouldn't want that. No, not from you. That's weird, man. You're so. Is there's a there's a guy that you would accept that from? Not me. Okay. Um, Ryan Reynolds. That would be a go, probably. <laughs> he'd be fun to drink with. It's so awful. He'd be fun to drink with. 
<laughs> See, that's the thing. You don't drink. So what are we going to hang out All and right. do? Podcast. Anyway, I can only eat so many pizzas and play so many video games. I like Chinese. Don't and Cuban. We could go to that little Cuban joint near yeah, you. Cuban cha cha chas, and we could do that. I'm not a big cha cha person. I don't like why they have no cheese on their food. It's like, guaranteed to make me happy. Oh, see, that's another reason why I don't want to live in your condo. So you don't like cheese. <laughs> you can have cheese. I just won't eat it. Edward meets with Morris, but changed by his experience with Vivian, chooses to work with him to save his company instead of dismantling it. Philip, furious that Edward's new direction has cost him a fortune, goes to the hotel to confront him, but finds only Vivian. Blaming her for Edward's changing character, he attempts to rape her. Edward arrives and punches Philip, then fires him. So this is a big scene. This is like the scene. Attempts to rape her. Smacks the shit out of her before that too. Oh yeah, like how does a how do guys always know how to hit you in the yeah. worst way? I'm like thinking, geez, which tells me she's been doing what she's been doing long enough to be hit too. No, by someone that could have been in her home. Remember, she wanted to get out of her abusive home. That could have she could have been talking about her home life. Not, I think not, she's not, been I'm hit as saying. a hooker too. I'm just saying. I don't know. Because people like you treat them like dirty hookers while I treat them like people. What the hell did you just say? Yes. You don't treat anybody I, yeah, like... Yeah, we know. You don't treat anybody like people. Let's go back to your... This is why, as a salesman, get the fuck out of my store. You dirty... Oh, that's shit. different. That's different. I, I can is, compartmentalize when I want something. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Let me find my Advil here before we finish this. Uh... So, um, did you, did you like this whole, did you like, um, Philip? Oh, here's the thing. Not like Philip, but did, does is Jason Alexander play this character too well? That's the best way of saying it. Too well that you hate him? Yes. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like the dude just, um, uh, he, and it's so oh. bad. You know, there are some characters. Go ahead. He's got the whole... So this is the thing for Jason Alexander in this role. He plays the asshole perfectly, but he's also the total package in this asshole because he is the sleazy lawyer, womanizer. Oh, yeah. But also because... Yeah. He is Jason Alexander, and I'm not saying this in an offensive way to him, but in that, that character, physically, short dude, bald... Out of shape. Of course, you're going to treat people smarmy. Like shit. Yeah. Smarmy. Be an asshole to women. Anybody else that ruins your $100 million deal. Yeah. So Yeah, about, yeah. I it mean, works. He's, he plays the douche too well. He does, he does it too well. They, and what I was going to say to you is that sometimes people play characters like these and their careers never come back from it. Like uh, Ned Beatty, who did Deliverance and did the squeal like a pig scene. He never yeah. really reached the heights he could have had. He never, because a lot of people feel because of that. Like there are certain characters people play, and after that, it's like they never can get past it. I am surprised he ended up. I think Seinfeld helped because oh, he was yeah. on there every day, every week, well, you Seinfeld, know, for years. It doesn't matter. So that now. really helped him. Yeah, Seinfeld. He's fine. Who cares if you ever get another role again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He made a million dollars an episode for how many years? Fucking, <laughs> so, yeah, you know. indication. You're fucking Oprah rich. Yeah, so he's doing fine. I mean, 
I mean, Seinfeld himself is doing better, but he's well, doing pretty yeah. good too. <laughs> so. Yeah, sorry. Seinfeld is Oprah Rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. He's probably Oprah Rich. But yeah, I mean, I, I, that's a really uncomfortable. Go ahead. Jason Alexander is probably Alex Rodriguez Rich. Oh yeah, probably Alex Rich. Rodriguez is wealthy because of some really bad contracts. I mean, that first one he signed with the Texans, which was worth like four hundred million. I mean, they never got over that. And then the Yankees signed oh, him I, for three hundred or something. It was like two hundred million with the, the the Texas one. Oh, was that? All I know is he made over a half a billion dollars like, playing I baseball. I swear it was like two or two twenty, I think million. And then yes, the Yankees. And I mean, he's probably close to a billionaire. He's probably close to being if he's not already. I don't know. I mean, he's close. I, I feel like I thought, but, uh, yeah, three hundred million lifetime earnings. But I don't know. It might be more. Um, the the uh, uh, Philip uh, scene when with the rape scene. Do you think they would? I I think they did it right. Then I think it was portrayed as as bad as it looked. And you know, because sometimes back in the day, we they would um, gloss over how a woman's treated. I think this one actually treated it with the reverence it required. Just yeah. my thoughts. I mean. A lot of times we look back on older movies and we're like, oh, they could have hit that at home a little more. They kind of didn't care about her feelings or something like that because they were very misogynistic, but not in this movie. I think it did well. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of the point. I think they did that well. He's treating her like he sees her, a hooker that doesn't qualify as a real person. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't see her as a person, but he sees her as you see somebody coming into your store that has cruddy shoes on. Well, not cruddy shoes, but definitely I can smell the money. All right. Uh, so with his business in L.A. complete, Edward asks Vivian to stay with him one more night, but only because she wants to, not because he will pay. She refuses and leaves. Edward rethinks his whole life and while being driven to the airport, which was apparently enough time to rethink his whole life, has the chauffeur, chauffeur detour to Vivian's apartment building. He climbs after stopping to get flowers, climbs through the uh, white limousine sunroof and ascends the fire escape to kiss Vivian. Overcoming his fear of heights, sort of, and metaphorically fulfilling her fairy tale of the white steed, even though it's a fucking limo. There's our happy ending. Yeah, it's a white, kind of a white limo, you know. But yeah, when he's picking up the flowers, you saw it's right next to Kit, who's trying to get her new roommate, who was the chick complaining that what's-her-name was the new girl on the block. So, yeah. But hey, and she's going to go to beauty school or something. She See, I... I was thinking, I was to say that um, what's interesting about this is that they have right after this, she says, I'm going to go to San Francisco and I'm going to, you know, do this and I'm going to get better and I'm going to do, have a job and do normal, have a normal type of life. Yep. And then it seems like right after that, Kit now is thinking the same thing. It's almost like they decided to let's repair the hookers, you know, <laughs> uh, ending. I thought that was a two, a little two on the nose. This movie, the original script was much darker, way darker than yeah. this movie ended up being. I mean, you want so, the happy, yeah, you want I'm the happy they didn't. ending. So there you go. Yeah, I mean, that's what all. That's what all. That, you know, this is what makes it a chick flick, right? If it's a happy ending, in, in my opinion, like the girl gets the guy, gets the dream fairy tale. She gets to be Cinderella or Rapunzel or whoever. Right. More Rapunzel in this scenario, I guess, right? He didn't and Barney, I mean, 
No, but you know, he climbed up to the thing. My point might have grabbed uh, it. But Barney is a good Not dude, man. Yeah. Um Barney's awesome. I like Barney because he he's the one who makes that he dropped her off earlier. Like he dropped those hints and he said the right things at the right time. Um he's just like I said, he's he's like that glue in this movie. He's that, the eyes and that ears makes all the good things happen. He's seen everything. He sees everything. That's what he said earlier in the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. But I didn't I didn't think of Breakfast Club when I was watching this, so because not, I don't think anybody appears in this movie that was in Breakfast Club. So I don't know where you're getting all that. Because he knows everything. He's omnipresent. Okay. <laughs> he knows what's going on. He knows what to say. Because uh, he's in the mix, man. Well, I have it down here. What did he say to him that was probably what changed the... What do you think it is? What? Must be hard to... Oh, you can read something. it. Well, I wasn't looking, though. Must be difficult to let go of something beautiful. so beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Actually, I was not looking at yeah. for that, but yeah. that's because, yeah, that's what he said. Got to return the necklace. Now, but when she tells Kit I'm leaving and they're doing that thing and they're like saying goodbye, you can't help but think that Kit has a problem with drugs. They don't say goodbye. They say, take care of you. Take care of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> but I'm getting to that point. So... She knows Kit has a drug problem, has trouble paying rent. She's right. leaving her, right? She's just gone. I feel that while Kit said later that, like, when she's talking to that person that I'm trying to go to beauty school and all that, I think she ends up being that chick in the dumpster eventually if she on the, so? the path she's on. And this might be this might have been the the last time they saw each other, if okay. in my opinion, like that that could have been the last time, um, that they saw each other. It just, I just feel that, like, because of the path she's well, on. I mean, I don't I know where that, else it could go. So it's like watching the movie. You want to take it as, and you know how they meant it, that Vivian basically showing that she has faith in her, inspired her at that point. But if you're looking at it realistically, you're thinking, okay, that's what yeah. a lot of people do. I'm going to do this. I'm going to change the way I am and do this. And usually that's fleeting doesn't last that long and then they go back to what they were doing no no that's what i'm saying especially when you have a drug that's what i'm saying she's gonna do that i think somebody just gave you a bunch of money (laughs) before they left like you're gonna celebrate getting uh yeah get get an eight ball and like you said vivian's not too deep into that world like she is she's not as deep she's got her she's got one foot in right so she could probably still step out um kit's in it and that's why, and she has these connections. Like she had that drug dealer guy at the, the blue banana, blue banana, uh, <laughs> which is so on the nose. I'm just saying. Yeah. It makes me think, are they, uh, is it a, is it a gay cop bar? I, mean, I don't know. That what, <laughs> that's, that's what that would make me think. You know, I've heard of back blue in the balls, day, but not blue bananas. So I don't know how you get one of those. Yeah. Don't know how to do that. <laughs> yep. I've seen that trick. Magic marker. Okay. One last question I have for you. Do they end up together? Yeah. Well, we know right now they're together, but I'm talking like a year down the road. Are we together still? Or is he like, or she like, oh, I can see why all these other people dumped him. Piece of shit. Or does she, is she so poor that she can't leave him because she can't afford to? So they're together out of necessity. They're together because they're good together because they both have issues. 
but they know how oh, to. You're a hopeless fucking romantic. I'm not to fuck you, motherfucker. You asked for my opinion. I'm telling you, <laughs> they are good together because they understand each other, and they have helped. Yeah, change each other. I'm whatever hopeless romantic, or you're just a <laughs> asshole. Realistic, narcissistic, bitch boy. It just doesn't like anything. I'm realistic. Okay. <laughs> oh no, I like things. So let's you're let's, like, let's get into you're our bashing, six pack. You're you? bashing that, but yet here you are. When Harry met Sally, the greatest gift to film for you, greatest rom com of all time. Yeah. So you think that That's they're true. together still, Harry and Sally? Oh, but I didn't say they're together they still. Be. Okay. The only thing I'll say, the only reason I'll say they're together still um, when Harry met Sally is because they've had a lot longer relationship that over time and have a better understanding of each other. So anyways, are we ready to uh, do the six pack? We're ready. I like the scene and you said it already, the very uh, improvised jewelry box clothes scene. It's very iconic, even though it's a fleeting moment, like, you know, just very fleeting, but it's, it's funny. It's like just the reaction is so genuine that it makes the scene. And we've talked about that before in movies. The ad lib stuff is usually some of the best stuff because it is so genuine. And it's like, it's not even acting. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. Well, it's acting without acting, right? My first one is just the chemistry between Richard Gere and Julia Roberts. <laughs> that makes the movie. I mean, like literally think how many, how many other times have you ever seen anything like that in the movies? That you're like these two are awesome together. Um, Not that many. Meg Ryan with pretty much anybody in a rom com, it seems. <laughs> but uh, yeah, sure. I'm just saying. Sure, not that many. Um, Anne Hayes and Harrison Ford in Seven Days, Seven Nights. I thought that was good chemistry. Or Six R2 Days, R2 Seven D2 Nights. R two D two and C three PO. That that literally is probably chemistry. Um, yeah. <laughs> they probably share fluids. <laughs> So yeah, no, no, you know, chemistry's great. Okay. (laughs) That's good chemistry. Okay. I got one for you. And I've been saying it all along. Um, Hector Elizondo is Barney. I like the character. It's funny is that they would have a reunion a few years later, about nine years, or it's about eight years later when they did Runaway Bride. Yep. They would have a reunion with those three characters. So very interesting they just have, he has that, um, it's like they have a great chemistry, all three of them, really. When you talk about that, yeah, like they- he has that ability to be that experienced guy, you know, just really is good. It is. It's one of those where it's like they belong together in movies. Like they work so well together. It's like, yeah, you got put them in as many movies as you can. Cause that's awesome. That's, you know, that's something we don't get enough. Like, and like we talked about it with, um, Dave Chappelle and Tom Hanks. We got cheated. There right. should have been another movie, a buddy cop movie. I don't care what it is, but those two should have been in another movie yeah. together. Well, you know That's, what's funny is... And we got cheated. You get, uh, because actors are, you know, signed on with, the companies they're signed on with. So you get, like, a lot of times the same actors playing together in movies. But, and yeah. it's good, it works, but you know, because of that, that what's in their contract and the movies they have to do. So like, that's kind of what helps it just kind of funnels it, I guess, narrows it down as far as what they're doing and they end up in yeah. the same movies together. 
but it's rare that you get like it, that it works so well and you're like i would watch them in anything you put those two three people together yeah i'm watching that's you know it's funny because we were talking about val right and yeah. val kilmer did not want to do top gun yeah if you remember yep he was forced to by the studio and it ends up being his most iconic role right so sometimes there it works sometimes <laughs> so think sometimes yeah you're right are you ready Ready. The revenge. Going back to the store. Be little ah. uh, the salesperson. You work on commission, right? Big mistake. Huge. I have to go shopping. It ended up being a mistake, but most awesome. of those are most time you make hits when you turn those people away. No, most you time stick they're hits. up for the sales lady. She was a twat. I'm sticking up for the salespeople because they have a job and a livelihood, and the person that walked in there. The the other day, the, the day before, did not look like the person that came back, and you know they got to go by what they know, and what they know is what they see. They don't know you as a person, and they Shut can't up. take the time because they got real buyers to in the store. Quit trying. I, to, I'm going to stick up for it. Quit trying to justify being a prick because that's all you're I'm doing. Not a prick, a person who's worried about their livelihood. That's the best way of saying it. Think about it that way. Let's keep going. All right, and the last one is we've talked a little bit about it. Jason Alexander as Philip, what a douchebag! But he played it too good. He just was too good at it. He was smarmy and a prick. Yes, he I was. mean, it's just like it felt dirty when he propositioned her, just like it should have felt dirty, and it felt worse when he came and tried to rape her. Obviously, I mean, and the. You know, you, you got all the feelings you were supposed to from that guy. He was a prick. That's what he was. I remember thinking, like, Julia Roberts looked like she could kick his ass. She's got three and a half feet uh, on him. Yeah. Like, what the hell? True. Yeah, true. Are you ready? I'm ready. Um, I mentioned this earlier at the polo game. Well done. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's still. Yeah. And I love it because at the time it was so topical to do that and it's so funny that like i said you show somebody 30 or under that movie they don't know what the fuck that even means they just think it's a funny bit in the movie that she's doing i agree they they don't even know like really what the actual meaning behind that they're not in on the joke which as big as arsenio arsenio hall was at that time it's just like one of those like and i know he came back for a little bit tried the show again but it's one of those that's just not referenced yeah. anymore. No, it's not. And and um and that was a great show. It's too bad it's not around anymore or didn't stick around as long as we would want it to. Because I didn't think it was bad. It just I know. Any show they, they, that, they were quick any to show cancel that them. Has MC Hammer and also Vanilla Ice as guests. That's a great show. Uh yeah, that was actually in tune with the culture at the time. That's what that um, tells me. You know what? I um, so, this is random, but uh I remember Tom Cruise being on the Arsenio Hall show. Okay. This is when Buffalo was playing the Cowboys in the Super Bowl again. And losing. And uh, again. But I, I remember Arsenio Hall asking Tom Cruise who he liked in the Super Bowl. And it was like funny because it was like that you could tell Tom Cruise did not follow sports. He was just like, oh, two great teams. <laughs> he just looked fucking lost. I'm like, I said, I just remember that. <laughs> I swear to God, I remember watching that. And they're like, Tom Cruise doesn't know anything about football. That's funny. <laughs> oh, there's just two great teams right they there. Like so you know, awkward. one of them's going to win. 
probably. And I don't have a pick. <laughs> Are there ties in the Super Bowl? You know, because Tom Cruise is movies. Right. It's just funny. He does like, He does movies. He don't fuck around. Well, it's funny. You watch a guy that was in all the right moves as a cornerback. Yeah. <laughs> nothing about football. True, true. That he has. I think that's the only athlete he's really played that I can remember. He's not really played many. Yeah, I don't know if he ever has. Other than yeah, that. nothing comes to that's mind. That's what I'm saying. I think that might be it. Yeah. All right, here we go. Um, I we are going to go into our generics. Are you ready for this? I sure am. <laughs> All right, mine, which we kind of alluded to, but mine was kind of like. What happened to Kit? <laughs> you know? Because I'm like, you see, she wants to go on and she can't turn tricks forever and all this. But you're still kind of like, you really think that's what happened to her? So it's like, <laughs> I'm like what happened to Kit? Because I feel like she got the short end of the stick there. Because she gave okay. him, she even said she gave him to her when he pulled up in the Lotus. Oh, yeah. You always, you, you, did you ever wonder, like, what would happen if Kit got in the Lotus? How that night would have gone? Would he have asked? Oh shit! He would Hell no! Oh hell no! He would. No. He would have caught her doing drugs in the bathroom and kicked her out. That's what would happen. That is correct. But I gotta say, if there was ever going to be a sequel to this movie, base it on Kit. I want to know what happened to Kit, or have it like a reunion between those two people, Kit and Vivian, and like how she left him, and who knows? I don't know. There could be. Also, I was thinking maybe there's a sequel in there. All right, I got mine for you. All right. And mine is kind of based similarly on yours, but in the sense that I don't like that how they tried to make uplifting endings for the two hookers. Like that like she gets the white knight and she's gonna quit turning tricks and becoming a cosmetologist or whatever it is. Like we're supposed to assume that happens, I think is what it is. I don't think think that's what does happen in the world that was created for us. But I think it's all too positive. I don't I don't like I think I, I like a little more negativity because things are a little bit more grittier than that, in my opinion. I'll tell you what. I bet this is what happened. Kit did become a cosmetologist. She started her own chain of beauty salons called Curl Up and Die. Who? <laughs> that's what happened. And, and someone purchased one of those franchises yes. in, in Maryland in that yes. little town. <laughs> there you go. And a doppelganger for Vivian we, we, lived in the community. <laughs> we just figured out. The oh, picture. man. You, we broke the code. All right. Okay. I got some facts for you. All Are right. you ready? Ready. And I've said I've said this one, I think, but not like I'm going to say it here. Screenwriter J.F. Lawton's original script, which was titled 3000, obviously alluding to the how much he was paid, yeah. wasn't a love story, and it didn't have a happy ending. Instead of a rom-com about two very different people finding love, it was a grittier tale about two damaged individuals who spent a week together that ends in tears and zero hope for a balcony-set reunion scene. So, yeah, that's what it was supposed to be. Probably um, wouldn't have made as much money. Next one, it was... M- so uh, probably, probably I would say well. no, but I think it probably would have made money. I yeah. would have made money though. I mean, if you'd have shown Richard Gere having a horrible time, he's good at movie. He's a good actor. He'd have sold it anyways. Um, it was mostly a matter of convenience that they used the hotel they did um, because it was the only hotel in Beverly Hills 
that would allow uh, Gary Marshall to film both inside and outside. Fans of the movie can book a Pretty Woman for a Day stay at the hotel. Additional scenes were filmed at the nearby Ambassador Hotel, the same Ambassador Hotel where Bobby Kennedy was assassinated in 1968. And But that hotel has been since demolished in 2005. So if you want to be Pretty Woman for a Day, you and I can go there. I would love to be Pretty Woman for a Day. Or a Pretty Woman for a Day. Or just Pretty for a Day. A Pretty Oh, I got <laughs> I that on. I be Pretty for a Day. I've got that on the... Uh, I got it on tape. All right. Um, producer Laura Ziskin is often credited with turning the film into a fairy tale. And while that's not, a, that, while that's not, that's exactly not exactly true. Again, there were at least four writers on this feature alone. She did contribute one of the film's final lines. She saves him right back delivered by an emboldened Vivian on a scuzzy fire escape after Edward comes to rescue her. So she saves him right back, you know, like, because emotionally she saved him. He saved her with every other thing. I think it's, she rescues um, him right back, isn't it? Yeah. She okay. saved him. I had it written down. Even though Vivian memorably sings along to the song in the hotel's massive ha- bathtub, sings along to Kiss by Prince, um, complete with kissing sounds, uh, the song doesn't actually appear on the film soundtrack. Well, because they don't actually so play it. it be on there. It's just her singing it. Yes. So the place where they had dinner with the Morrises, right? Yeah. Uh, back then, the the downtown Los Angeles restaurant was called Rex 2 Ristorante, though it's now known as Cicada. In the film, it is called The Voltaire. The restaurant has appeared in a number of movies, including Indecent Pro- Proposal and Bruce Almighty. Patrons can actually request The Pretty Woman Table. Could you imagine? I want the pretty woman table. I want to go stay in the pretty so woman suite and get the pretty woman is table. Is that the actual table or is it just the same spot? Because tables get moved. Probably the same um, you know, spot. You know how, how it is. How do you know it's the same table? That's what I want to know. Yeah, I want a plaque on that thing and I don't want it to have been moved and I want it, you know, so you I want to know. Escargot if you're at that table? Because like you kind of have to. And do you throw it at the waiter? That's the question. <laughs> That's a, yes or whatever you do just to reinvent the, answer, the scene just throw it at the guy you've got to wonder how many people have tried to do that though yeah do the whole thing yeah <laughs> and they're like fucking people throwing these shells Seriously, around man i'd be like that restaurant is like we no longer serve escargot due to the pretty woman effect is what we call that pretty yeah. woman effect yeah, i get oysters i can make this. it work with an oyster all right are you ready to rate this movie let's rate and roll See, I said, let's rate and roll. Like, let's rock and roll. Let's rate and roll. See, uh, I, I understood your shitty pun. Go ahead. Does that even qualify as a pun? <laughs> um. All right. Uh, generous. As I said in the very beginning of this show, of this episode, in the dictionary by rom-com should be a picture of this movie. Maybe not the original cover since now i know that it's julia roberts's head on a different body it's kind of weird but it one of those movies that just it came together the way it came together especially if you know the history of it and how it started and the type of downer movie it was supposed to be and it turned into this fairy tale set in hollywood it gave us richard Gere and julia roberts which we didn't even know how bad we needed that in our lives but we did 
one of the best rom-coms of all freaking time. Without a doubt, I would be hard-pressed to find many to even put in the conversation, as far as I'm concerned. For that reason, I'm giving it 23 cans. Fucking A, man. Yes. That's high. That's high praise. That's that's okay. It's that good. All right. Now you go ahead and fuck well, up the average. Yeah, I will. Um, Dick. I think uh, everyone of a certain age or older has seen this. Um, like we said, it was huge at the time. When you do the conversion, it's probably close to a billion dollar rom com. That's well ridiculous, but doesn't make it the best ever, in my opinion. They're better. Um, I feel uh, that the story that it's uh, that it tells has been told a lot of times. We all, you know, the poor person makes good, rich person saves them. I mean, and that's not a bad thing. It's how it gets done, and this one was done well. And in the end, it's exactly what Vivian wanted. She wanted her white knight. It was well acted. It didn't lose my attention. See, that's how I look at a movie. If at any moment I can look down and want to start playing a game on my phone rather than watch a scene, that probably means that I it's not a, a, a really good movie. So this one never wow. did that to me. And I'm a Richard Gere fan. Yeah, I'm a Richard Gere fan. So I'm going to give this 19 cans. 19 cans. All right. I don't think I messed up the average. You could have been. You could have done worse. Not too bad. No. What's that put us at there, senior frog? Well, that get, that puts us at twenty one cans. I know that. Okay. I, I just. I I don't know if you math good or not. So. I was like, I'm at good. I just wanted you to say it. Matt, you got twenty one cans. Ten. I got ten cans. Twenty one cans for a hooker movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one that is a good that's a good rating that puts it where it should be it's not as good as stand by me or some of the others that we have on there but it's probably one of the better one here's the problem here's where we're gonna fail and i'm telling you he's gonna low ball when harry met sally just because he knows he knows know it's better because you know it's you know that my score will be higher than pro than than this one was and you won't want it to be as high as yours, I, so you're going to no. lowball me. I, I think we a, need to get a third person in for that movie. Here is the thing. I do not rate a movie to get it to a certain point with the average. I rate it how I rate it because that's how I fucking rate it. it has, so do I. I don't rate it to have any impact, positive or negative, towards your score. That's not what this is okay. about. Okay. I'm going to trust you. That's not what this is about. Whatever I end up rating when Harry met Sally is because okay. that's what I rate it as. So if I give it one and a half cans, I will trust because I give it one and a half cans. I won't, but if it that's did. not what that should be. If you give that one and a half cans, you're just being an ass. So oh, I, I'm saying, <laughs> is there anything that you need? To, what? That's what I'm saying. I, I wouldn't do that, but no. Uh, so is there anything you want to tell everybody? Go ahead. Oh, yes. Um, thank you for listening. Either Mike or myself are available for $3,000 a week. Just let us know. Shoot us an email. Um, please check out the website, leave a comment, let us know how we're doing and anything you would like us to review movie wise. We'd love to check that out. Follow us and buy some swag so you can wear it out and on a night on the town and then go, to a, really, then uh, go, to, a, go to a really fancy store wearing a soda pop culture club t-shirt and see how they treat you. Cause I want to know if the salesperson kicks you out cause they don't think you're good enough to buy their expensive watches and shit. See if they're like this asshole. I, he would do to people. <laughs> I, I love everyone. So there you go. Uh, 
<laughs> okay, bye-bye. <laughs>